And welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Colin. I'm Zoner. And I'm Tom. <laughs> we got Tom. The world is flipped upside down. I've got a pretty new soundboard, and it's amazing. And it has all the things that I could wish for in the world. You do. And so I've taken over. Yes. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what, what? editing this is going to be like. <laughs> what? You got... <laughs> you don't like my my Admiral Akbar addition to the soundboard, Sunbites? I, 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 I don't even know what editing this is going to be like. <laughs> it's going to be the best editing you've ever done. Oh my gosh. How many hours is this going to take me? No, it's supposed to help. It should be pretty streamlined, hopefully. Is yeah. It? Yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. Let's, let's hope and pray. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Listeners, <laughs> we need your ear. thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> We're, well, oh welcome to the show. We're back. Colin has a new toy. And he is very excited, obviously. So I gave him the, the distinct honor of, of rocking us into the episode here. And we don't have video going yet. We are on YouTube, though, if you choose to listen to us. We do have audio going on YouTube. Uh, oh, yeah. We're all over the YouTube. We will eventually have video. As of a week ago. Episodes, though. <laughs> but if you could have seen him dancing as the theme song was playing, you would have it was beautiful. either shed a tear, shed a tear in horror or probably died laughing. I don't know which. It's all the same. It was better than Elaine from Seinfeld. I will say that. <laughs> Not that you would know what that's like because you haven't seen Seinfeld. Hey, I've watched three episodes and I oh, went to Jake's panel. Colin. I feel like I know a little more. That's good. I mean, it was the only thing on at midnight in my hotel room in Texas. As my cousin in the so. South said, you need to educate yourself on some Seinfeld. She didn't you say this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gonna educate you. You do. You do. Now, I gotta give a shout out to our unofficial sponsors this week. I I gave them some oh I gave them some props on social media before we started recording this episode. <laughs> no, you're you're not able to give them props if you don't share them with well, me. Nobody's stopping you from going to the store, except oh right, you're not in Texas, so you don't get to partake in the goodness that is bluebell ice cream. Uh, now, we've talked about this on the show before, but Bluebell Ice Cream, their peanut butter cookie dough, chocolate ice cream, whatever it is, I don't even know what it is. I got to look at the picture because it's, it's fantastic. It is the greatest thing ever. This is the ice cream that I talked about a couple on a couple episodes ago that I don't share with my children because <laughs> I'm a horrible person horrible father apparently selfish maybe but it's good ice cream and i have a lot of kids and if i were to give them my chocolate peanut butter cookie dough bluebell ice cream it'd be gone in one sitting it would be gone in like 12 minutes it would be like if a <laughs> horde of locusts came through egypt and just destroyed everything in biblical times bluebell locusts Yes, so <laughs> oh I, I got to give some shout outs to them for for unofficially supporting us by giving me the energy to record this episode running on two hours of sleep and rain, total body fuel, energy drink, sour apple flavor. Yeah, they're doing it for me tonight as well. I will say this though, do not mix the two because the flavors should not be combined. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bluebell's so good. Bluebell is delicious, and the sour apple rain is delicious. Oh, gross! Sour apple. Give that a shot. I don't understand how people eat apple. So, as as we all know, eat from, apples from the gummy bear, uh, like apple flavor, like apple flavoring. It's a hit and a miss. Yeah, like even even like gummy bears, which we all know what happens when people touch my gummy bears. You get stabbed. Yeah. I, I got I, I can take a picture of this right now. I, right next to Colin's gummy bear box is a pocket knife. 
<laughs> and this is not on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. There, there is a pocket knife. is gummy bears. I'll oh, yes. send it to you. Uh, but yeah, so anything with green flavoring and like sour apple, I can't, I can't stand it. If it's green, I don't touch it. <laughs> All right then. I don't know limes. It's it's I I'm not a big lime fan. Like, I, I'll take lime in my drinks. What about key lime pie? Key lime pie, I like. All right, but it's not really green. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a key lime. The inside green. isn't the outside. But when you get a key lime pie, it's not green. What color is it? It's kind of like a creamy green. Yeah. It's a key lime green. It's not really green. It's like it's like a beige green. What I don't a, know. What about avocado? Yeah, avocados. Avocados I do like. Guac? Guacamole? <laughs> we like guac. We, we want guac. We we're, want we're just going to go oh through all the green fruits tonight on this episode <laughs> and see which ones Colin will and will not consume. That would be the most boring episode ever. Yeah, it's going to be an absolutely terrible episode. So apologies in advance, but we're going to learn all sorts of new things. Like what food is green? (laughs) I I think we should, I think we should tease next week's episode though. I think we should too. So we have a couple, a couple different things coming. So next week we're doing a three episode long podcast. And it's oh. going to be put across three different podcasts. It's what we're calling Crisis on Infinite Podcasts. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, when you were in recovery, Colin, I don't know if you've caught up on that yet. By the way, I was going to ask how I your did. recovery was. Uh, oh, I know it wasn't. It's it okay, minus the con crud. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that type of recovery. I, I'm I'm not con, con say. crud usually comes and goes pretty quick. Oh, con crud! Yeah. I thought you were saying like contra, <laughs> like Iran contra. Iran like, no. contra I'm, recovery. I'm, I'm not like <laughs> in recovery Sorry, for selling say. contraband or something. <laughs> Iran con. No, never mind. I'm not yeah, Colin good. was involved in selling <laughs> arms in the 1980s to to rebels. He's just now oh, getting out of recovery with Oliver North. <laughs> wow. And oh, I wonder how many of our listeners actually understood that reference. <laughs> just, you know, I learned about, I didn't learn about Iran Contra in school. I learned about Iran Contra from American Dad because they do a whole episode <laughs> about finding Oliver North's gold buried under Stan Marsh's, not Stan Marsh's, uh, Stan Smith's house. And I learned about Iran Contra <laughs> from watching the Iran Contra hearings when I was a child. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for sharing. I appreciate that. I'm an old now, man. Now, Crisis a, on Infinite Podcast. There's a video. <laughs> there's a video that explains oh, no. it all in song. Iran Contra in song, and it's done on American Dad. Oh, it's I hilarious. It's like school. I don't want this in my life. <laughs> Schoolhouse Oh, my rock. gosh. Anyways, Crisis on Infinite Podcast. Uh, we're going to be going episode by episode onto three different podcasts. And the first one will be Soul Android's podcast. The second one will be Movies That Make Us podcast. And the third one we'll be announcing later this week. It will be an undisclosed podcast. Oh. But uh, they are joining the Stolen Droids podcast network, and we're super excited about it. They've got a super great show. uh, And, yeah, you guys are going to love it. And so you'll really get to know all of us uh, here at the Stolen Droids network. Um, throughout these three episodes, and it's going to be awesome. And the amazing thing is, I will be there in person for the recordings. So it will be a full house. (laughs) (laughs) You love it and you know it. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's talk about things that are green again. Um, so, tomatoes. Split peas. Tomatoes, yeah. Tomatoes aren't green. Green tomatoes. Have yeah, you never green. had a fried green tomato? I've never had a fried green oh tomato. Gosh. I haven't either. Why are, are we, talk- why are we talking are in, about this? You guys are in Texas. Well, we you're have, in Texas. We have rotten tomatoes to talk about, guys. We do. 
That's and true. and we also have Joker who has green hair. Ah, <laughs> taste that. Oh Ooh, that oh, would man. be greasy, I would imagine. <laughs> I don't think he showers. Hey, can you call me Joker? And <laughs> <laughs> touch my hair. Oh my gosh. So there has been some controversy stirred up. Uh, you know, Joker, the, the movie coming out October 4th with Joaquin Phoenix, has gotten quite a bit of controversy over the last few weeks. It recently won the Venice Film Festival. And then all of a sudden it started getting all sorts of negative reviews. People are saying that it's promoting all sorts of horribleness and well, yeah, he's a bad guy. He's not going to be out there promoting peace and love. (laughs) Peace and love. Peace and love. I mean, that's not who Joker is. If you've never read a comic book, what are you doing? I mean, People that are thinking that this movie is going to go out there and do anything but promote anarchy and freaking awfulness <laughs> need to need to understand what they're getting into. I, I can just see it now. Joker, the heartwarming film of the year. <laughs> it's the feel-good movie of the year. The feel-good movie. That's oh my gosh. I, seriously, it, it's like people who went and saw Deadpool expecting some sort of romantic comedy. I mean, didn't we kind of get a romantic comedy? A little bit, but there was a whole lot of blood and guts, and it wasn't really the romantic <laughs> comedy type. I don't know. It, was, it wasn't she. The was new. Comedy. It wasn't she's all that with Freddie Prince Jr. Okay, <laughs> that's a rom com. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes is catching a little bit of flack right now because they've been caught giving rotten scores to the exact same score or rotten rating, I guess, rotten review. I don't know what, what it is. The little rotten icon to the exact same score that they give the fresh icon to. Uh, Nicholas Barber, who is a, I think he's a, a BBC reviewer. He, he gave the movie a three out of five and they showed his review as rotten. However, there are two other movies that he gave three out of five, both of which are Marvel movies, Spider-Man far from home and Avengers Endgame, And they both have the little fresh icon next to them. I've gone through and I've looked, and there are some some discrepancies going on here. There are some reviews that have three out of five that have the rotten icon, and there are some that have three out of five that have the fresh icon. And there's a lot of people saying that there's some sort of conspiracy with Rotten Tomatoes to try and bring Joker down because of this new controversy that's out there saying that it's promoting violence and it's it's promoting all this stuff that we shouldn't be promoting and glorifying. Someone's in bed with Big Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think that it's it's necessary controversy I or conspiracy. I think it is more so focused around a bad algorithm that they have in their system that's just not scoring it properly. I think you might be right because I'm looking here and I can see actually on the same movie, the same, I mean, I'm looking at the same page here. One review on top of the other, one is three out of five and it's rated fresh. The one right below it is rated three out of five and it's rated rotten. And so they've got a serious issue here, not in that they're trying to manipulate scores, not in that they're trying to manipulate what people think of the movie or how people perceive the movie, but their algorithms and their their code behind how these are being presented 
to site visitors is buggered up, I think. They've they've got a problem there and it is I think that it's problematic. I think that that is the real issue here. Not that they're trying to manipulate anything, but that they've got bad logic on the back end. That's my thinking. And as much of a fuss as people want to make of this, I think it's a non-story. The real story is that Rotten Tomatoes needs to fix their algorithms so that there's consistency across the board. And so that all the movies are being treated equally. And I think it would be probably in their best interests if they could somehow take all of these different scores that are being submitted or being aggregated and put them into the same type of same type of format. And I know that they're trying to do the fresher rotten, but I'm looking at some of these. They've got everything from letter grades A, B, C, D to one to f- one out of five stars to you know one out of ten. I mean, they've got rating scales that are all over the board here, and. When you're taking everything and trying to make it into just one thing, it's hard. What they need to do is they need to try and just get everything and make it one thing and then present that to their site visitors. And I think that will make life a lot easier for people. And they won't have these controversies pop up where people are saying, oh, they're trying to manipulate the data. That's my thought. I completely agree. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes has always kind of confused me a little bit because for the longest time I didn't realize there was a critic meter and like a people meter. Well, in between those issues and then the controversy back when Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel came out and the audience was like tanking the reviews before it even came out. Oh, the review like, bombing? There's definitely some serious like glitches within yeah. the system that they really need to hone in and get control over. It's like, who do we trust? Yeah. Tell us. Well, and Tell it's us. interesting, too, because if you look at Dave Chappelle's new comedy special on Netflix, the critics hate it, but the audiences love it. And so do you do you go with the critics on that one, or do you go with the audience score on that one? It, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a tough call. Rotten Tomatoes, though, I think has a lot bigger problems. And if they don't get them sorted out, people are going to go elsewhere. I, I think they're losing a lot of credibility, and this is just one example. Do you know why? Do I know because, why what? Do you know why? Well, because... It's a trap. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, I, I do I do I actually I trust IMDB a lot. I like their scores. I feel like they're pretty pretty decent. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm a firm believer in if you're interested in the movie, just just watch it. You know, I mean, if sometimes critics give bad reviews and it's a great movie and like I'm trying to remember, like my dog Skip or something like that. Like I remember when that came out, it didn't have like it had okay reviews. But when I was a kid, I watched it and I cried. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so as a kid, it was great. But but adults are like, ugh, another dog movie. <laughs> so. Well, and that's true. I mean, you bring up a great point there, Tom. If this is a movie that you want to go see, and I, I'm when I say this, I'm speaking any movie. If it's a movie that you want to see. Who cares what the critics say? Go see the movie. Support the movie. The filmmakers put forth the effort to make it. Show your appreciation and go see it. And if you're sick the day that it's in the theater, then catch it when it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like, what, what do you got to lose? Like an hour of your life? I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. like, at least you enjoyed it. Or if you hated it, then it was... Like when Tom Cruise came out with the new Mummy movie, I went and saw it. It had horrible reviews. I really didn't like it, but it was still fun. And I was like, "All right, it was worth my time." Yeah, I mean, but. I've I've walked out of one movie in my life, and 
I've been to some movies that I didn't really enjoy. I've been to one movie that I was straight up pissed at and wanted to leave. But, I, <laughs> yeah. but my wife wouldn't let me. And then I went to another movie that my wife really hated and we left. And I mean, that's it. I, if you don't like the movie, just leave. Most theaters yeah. will give you your money back. Go support them though. If you're interested, go support them. But what do you guys think? Send us your thoughts, feedback at StolenDroids.com. I'm curious if you think that that uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a bigger problem or if this is just a non-story and people need to shut up. I'll tell you what is not a non-story, though. J.J. Abrams just got paid, like, a lot of money. About $250 million in terms of a lot of money. Now, The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that Bad Robot, his production company, has signed a deal with Warner Media to produce original series and films for Warner Brothers Pictures. So they're going to be doing their video games and digital divisions and TV and films and, I mean, everything. So, I mean, this is a big deal. This is a really yeah, big deal. I mean, considering <laughs> some of the tanks that they've had over the last couple of years here, or well, probably even longer than that, it's it's nice to see that they're actually stepping up with someone that actually knows what they're talking about versus kind of being on the lower scale of things at times, I feel like. Yeah. Now, my first thought when I saw this is... Are they going to let him have control of the DC universe? I think they would. I don't. I don't see why they wouldn't. Oh, I hope they do. I, I, <laughs> they I need think it. that's what would be most attractive to any of the films that they're producing right now. Do you think they're going to keep going on with like the Justice League type thing, or are they going to start doing more of these breakoff films like Joker and things like that, and let his company run with those ideas? I. Th- I think they've learned, I hope they've learned by now, that you can't just rush a universe. Yes, that <laughs> I hope so. You have to take it in like Marvel and have this build up over 10 years before you start bringing in these heavy hitters instead of just being like, oh yeah, cool, Darkseid's here after three years and he's our, like one of our biggest villains. Oh, by the way, here's Justice League. We've only showed you a couple of the characters, so let's give you a couple intros, and uh, we'll see how it goes. That was like hey, when things by. So what things you're saying is the Big Bang doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. Zack Snyder's Big Bang. <laughs> yeah, that um, that was not a good thing. They really needed to build that up, and you're exactly right, Colin. Marvel spent a lot of time developing that and people, by the time the first Avengers movie rolled around, people were really looking forward to seeing that. And by the time justice league rolled around, people are like, wait, who are these people? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I, I, I'm on the record as saying I enjoyed justice league. I've enjoyed all of the DC movies I've had a lot of issues with them, but I have enjoyed them and they are, they are nowhere near the caliber of Marvel, but I really hope that Warner has figured out that they can, they can just turn it over to JJ Abrams. I mean, look at what he's done with star Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah. That I mean, is that and, is my hope. And Star Trek and Oh, that's right. Star Trek. Oh yeah. He set the tone for the new Star Treks. So. Yeah. I forgot he did that. Man, this guy does everything, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's kind of a big deal. I mean, Apple wanted him. That's Apple true. was willing to do an exclusive deal for 550 million. And oh. he turned it down. So, who Warner knows Brothers. what Warner's offering? Well, they, oh, do they know? They broke they out to, yeah, it's a uh, 250 so he and took less money, and I know that they said why what? he took less money, 
but I haven't, I haven't actually seen why I I've just seen that it was reported. Do you, do you know why it was? Uh, no, I didn't. Was it have to do with read too far Yakko and Wacko? <laughs> yes, exactly. He's fun to work with them. I honestly think it's, it's all about creative freedoms. I think mm-hmm. Apple would be more micromanaging and they have their own specific things that they want pushed. Well, JJ Abrams probably could get more creative control over Warner brothers. Which makes sense. I mean, but from what I've heard, Warner Brothers has been pretty micromanaging, at least in terms of their DC universe. And that's been part of the problem from what I've, from what I've read. Well, I'm sure he's had those negotiations and said, listen, it obviously didn't work in the past. So let's figure out how we're going to fix this in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited for that. And I'm sure he is because, you know, that's a big payday. It, oh, for sure. That does, that does not suck to get that kind of a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's like $250 million or uh, $550 million. Like, like what, what's the difference? I mean, at that yeah, point, yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, does it, does it matter at that point? What are you going to do with the money anyways? He's going to build his own Millennium Falcon <laughs> in his backyard. He's like, this is mine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him in the slightest. <laughs> he built his own droid army. He, he will build his own, his own working Millennium Falcon. He will be the first yeah. person to make the Kessel Run. He's, yeah. He's going to team up with uh, Elon, Elon Musk. It's all going to be solar powered. Oh my gosh. Which is going to suck once they get out of the, you know, distance of the sun. <laughs> right. Didn't think that one through. <laughs> the Millennium Tesla. The Millennium Tesla. Yes. Oh man, that would that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Now you mentioned or Colin, I think you mentioned a moment ago the Avengers. That all started with an end credit scene in the first Iron Man movie. We were teased with a the post credit scene where Nick Fury shows up and tells Tony Stark about the Avengers initiative and geeks everywhere peed themselves with excitement, knowing that, Oh, we're going to start to see movies that are all going to tie into each other. And this is going to be fantastic. And Oh, yay. Well, we've got a never before seen deleted alternative scene that actually reveals a little bit more than what the original theatrical scene tells us. And in it, we've got Nick Fury introducing himself, and he talks about radioactive bug bites, gamma radiation, and mutants. Why don't we, why don't we just play it here? As if gamma accidents, radioactive bug bites, and assorted mutants weren't enough. I have to deal with a spoiled brat who doesn't play well with others and wants to keep all his toys to himself. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. What are we avenging? Whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Woohoo. Woo. That's a wrap. Let's get out of here. <laughs> okay, that part of your new toy is awesome. I will say right? that. Right? That's cool. <laughs> that is cool. Uh, but yeah, I think it's interesting that, I mean, he specifically calls out Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, and the entire X-Men universe. Which is interesting considering the fact that Sony owned Spider-Man, still does, and Fox at the time owned the X-Men. And so I don't know if that was Disney or Marvel being bold and thinking, okay, are we just going to throw this out there and try and have fun with it and know that we'll never actually run with it? Or did they have any intention of actually using this 
Well, it could be a couple things because at the same point we're we're starting to prep to launch Agents of Shield, right? <clears throat> I think Agents of Shield came out a, a year or two after this. Um, can't remember for sure. It came out after the uh, Avengers movie, the first one. Agents of Shield, the TV show. Was yeah, it before that, it, it was a few years later. It, Agents of Shield came out after um, what's his face? Oh no, because dies. it was Civil War that we started seeing it being. Connected. I think it was. I think it was Age of Ultron was when. Uh, it was after Age of Ultron was when they did. Yeah, uh, Agents of Shield because that dude dies and he shows up in the show and everyone was like, "What? He's alive?" And he's like, "Yeah, I didn't really die." Yeah, so we so we do have like the Inhumans built into that, which are basically mutants. Like, I I don't really see any characteristic definitions around that. <clears throat> and so, one, I think Inhumans will start becoming mutants before we know it now. Uh, but based on that as well, I... I think they were they were probably in talks and they were hoping to be able to get Fox to allow them. That's my thought. Is that to those rights and so yeah, and so they just filmed it to hopefully be able to get it in there. Okay, so Iron Man came out in May of two thousand eight. Agents of Shield premiered its first episode in mm, mm. Like September of 2013. I was a little off. Five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. A, it was a few years. It wasn't one right after the other. But um, we yeah, can go with that sure. if you want. Makes sense. <laughs> but I think that would have been. I think that would have been a lot of fun had they gone with that. I mean, even just referencing it would have really excited the fans, but the way that they did it still worked and it still achieved the end result that they were looking for. So I guess that they made the right decision because ultimately they were successful. But um, I guess you go with what with what works. What doesn't work is movie pass. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> if you guys... If you guys have a movie pass and you try and use it, it's, um, good luck because it's <laughs> n- it's not going to work anymore. I had a movie pass when it first came out, and that thing was amazing, and it it, it was great for like a couple months, and then um, and then I canceled it once they started having the problems. But I'll tell you, like like I saw so many movies at that time; it was <laughs> fantastic. When that first came out, that was that was like a golden ticket to Willy Wonka's factory, man. I saw it chapter one twice. <laughs> one of my buddies, uh, he he was starting to brag about his card, and I was just like, "It's not going to work. Like, there's no way this can be profitable, right?" And he's just like, "No, you just got to get it. You just got to get it." And I was like, "No, I'm not going to bother. It's not going to stick around." And I was surprised when it kept sticking around. But at the same point, they were wasting, what, like $20 oh. million a year or something like that just in, in getting tanked. Yeah, I canceled my pass within the first year it started. But, uh, but yeah, I was reading an article, and they were just, like, putting all their own money into it because they, they, they weren't getting anything back. They're like, oh, it's going to be good. We're going to be able to sell the data um, because that was their their hope was that, hey, we can collect all this data because we know who's going to go see this movie, that movie, which ones are the hot ones and stuff. And we have all their information like age, all that stuff. Um, and so that was that was their hope. And well, and they were pretty sly about it, too, because they didn't they didn't tell you up front that, hey, we're going to be collecting a lot of this data for these purposes. Yeah. And then, I mean, even down to. Hey, this is my location right now where I'm purchasing this ticket, and it's like, uh, yeah, that's what? true. They could be like, hey, people in Summerlin, Las Vegas, like this movie in this area. And they would rather go to this theater than this theater that's like within ten minutes of them. Sneaky. 
And I remember talking about that when it was discovered. We talked about it on this show when, when it was discovered that they were actually selling your data. And it was a big deal. People were pissed, as they should have been. And now it's kind of crazy because people find out that someone's selling their data. I mean, look at Facebook and how they sell everyone's data. Nobody cares anymore. Just take it. But it was enough to destroy MoviePass. And yeah, it's been a couple of years since since that came out and since MoviePass has officially ended, uh, they shut their they shut their service down on September 14th. But nobody cares anymore. It's just so commonplace. Everybody expects that your data is being ripped off and sold now. <laughs> yeah, like the like the the Russian face app thing. People are just like, whatever, Russia, have my face. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just so commonplace that we've become numb to it. And I mean, I've been hacked. I don't even know how many times that I'm just like, okay, great. Another one. Here we go again. <laughs> I just got 10 years of credit monitoring. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> if they're handing out 10 years of credit monitoring, something's going wrong. Yeah, that's how bad I've been screwed. I'm so sick of this nonsense. <laughs> and it's it's at the point where my kids, when they find out that I got hacked again, they're just like, again, dad. <laughs> <laughs> just the pity noise. <laughs> Everyone's so sad for... <laughs> Everyone's so sad for, for Zoner and his hackathons. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. Well, let's talk about some other sad news. Let's talk about some tech. We could, we could just jump right into the Apple's iPhone event, but that's not really sad. So let's talk about some sad stuff. Let's talk about Microsoft, how it hates its users. But really only the ones that are on Windows. Because <laughs> <laughs> that which, always makes sense. Which they've tried to make sure is all of them. Uh, we've talked about their update issues in the past. Recently, uh, they continue to inflict a large number of problems on their Windows 10 users when it comes to system updates. And this is just awful. In the last few days, they've had to issue another warning to its users. Apparently, they've got some issue that's now not only causing search problems, it's breaking the start menu, the action center, USB connections, and causing audio problems. The latest update is KB4515384, which sounds like a droid in the Star Wars universe. A little bit. <laughs> KB. It is awful. Apparently, the start menu is going to stop working if you've upgraded, and you're going to get a error message saying, we'll try to fix it the next time you sign in, and next time you sign in, your start menu's not working, and I mean, just all sorts of problems. The action center is broken. You left click on the calendar, the volume icon, the internet access, all of them fail to respond. What is Microsoft doing? How are these getting through their QA department? So, so I support um, multiple companies' IT infrastructures, right? <clears throat> and every single time Windows comes out with an update... If we have those updates automatically rolling out the first time that they hit, we experience all these issues. So we've had to go through and we've had to set it for all of our customers where they don't do Windows updates until two or three days after those initial patches release. Because so you can see what kind of damage is actually left? Exactly. Well, then that way, we're not affected by it. None of our customers have to worry about these crappy QA things because usually by the next day they've removed it. <laughs> I 
And it's I don't understand cycle how they can do this. Well, and it's not like it's it's just been over the last year, right? It's it's oh, something yeah. that's been happening time and time again for the last couple decades. Like uh, I re- I remember working for Staples about ten years ago, and systems would come in after having a Windows update performed, and their whole OS was corrupt and just dropped to dead. To the point where sometimes you could get the data, other times, nope, you're screwed. You'd think that a company that's been around as long as Microsoft would have some understanding of how to roll out an update without completely destroying everything around it, but yet they don't. So if you're a if you're a Windows 10 user which you probably are. Um, Good luck. I am. (laughs) I don't do automatic Windows updates. Yeah, I just kind of wait and leave my computer on and don't update until I feel good and ready to update because I don't want these problems. Kind of like Colin was talking about. If you put stuff off, then you don't need to get get these get these bad updates and flicking your system and making you cry. But Microsoft does like to make other things cry. Well, their AI likes to make other things cry, oh, other people cry. And Taylor Swift's having none of that. Yeah, don't mess with my Tay-Tay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. So they put an AI chatbot out on Twitter and... Within was it was it Twitter that they released it to, and within twenty four hours the thing was a complete racist jerk. <laughs> what? And yeah, it was it was named Tay. <laughs> no. Tay bot. <laughs> yeah, the Tay chatbot, and it was it was pretty bad. Within within twenty four hours this. This bot was praising Hitler and it was like attacking women. It was just, it was just terrible. And it was all stuff that had been taught by the users out there on the internet. And Taylor Swift's attorneys reached out to Microsoft and said, quote, we represent Taylor Swift on whose behalf this is directed to you. Uh, They argued that the use of the name Tay created a false and misleading association between oh. the popular singer and our chatbot and that it violated federal and state laws. And this is all in a, in a new book called Tools and Weapons, a, a book about how technology is both empowering us and threatening us. And so they really were not happy about it. And the bot was pulled within 24 hours. Here's the thing. I, I get it. Totally get it. You know how many people in the world are named Tay or Taylor? Yeah, that's that's a that's very uh, like it's, arrogant. It's reaching to be like that's pretty arrogant to be like. Yeah, they're naming like, this after me. Oh, it's me. I'm Tay. I'm the only Tay. Like she is though. You better back off from my Tay Tays. But, but it's <laughs> like, what about all the other Tays out there? How come they couldn't sue for yeah defamation? Yeah, what about Tay Zonde, the Chocolate Rain dude? Yeah, he I breathes mean, away from the mic. We know that it wasn't named after him. Yeah, how come he can't sue? Like the audacity of Tay Tay. Maybe he, maybe he tried, <laughs> and maybe Microsoft said, "Screw you, Chocolate Rain." <laughs> They're like, "Dude, really? We'll give you some candy. We'll give you a free version of Windows with <laughs> updates for life," <laughs> which is basically the same thing as saying "f you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our last our last headline we want to talk about apple they had their those are green this week sometimes by the way they are green <laughs> do you like green apples colin isn't that how this I, all started i mean they're okay actual real green apples oh wait are we not talking about the dark green iphone we could I, that, oh. that's, I mean, oh. don't, that's don't the new colors it. that's gonna hurt to pass give it a lick i don't know it's supposed to be water resistant. 
Up to like what, partially. 10 feet or something? I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. I mean, I've taken my iPhone through the ocean before and it's been fine. Did you lick it? I, I didn't lick it after. <laughs> <laughs> so the big news, I mean, they came out with Apple TV, which is going to be five bucks a month. They announced that. They announced the new Apple Watches. They announced some other stuff. Apple but Arcade. the big news is the iPhone 11, mm. which is going to be 50 bucks cheaper than the comparable model from last year. What was it? The iPhone XR? Uh-huh. The iPhone Czar. <laughs> last year we thought that 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 was that we were done with the sub seven hundred dollar phones oh yeah especially from apple and so that's a big deal for a lot of people uh they thought that apple had forgotten about them and apple apparently did not forget about them on the flip side they now have the pro models which are still just as expensive as the others but and let's be honest it's not because they're beautiful. <laughs> no, but those cameras they're, look pretty they sexy. They produce some amazing things. Uh, I, I don't want to jump ahead of you, so I, I'll just. But on that, on that oh, please, display please, that they were jump showing, ahead, jump the, ahead. I, the, the display they were showing where they showed the, I thought that was so neat. The video that that was made with the phone was awesome. But I was like, well, that's cool. I mean, anyone could film, and then import the media and edit on their computer. But then when uh, Tim or whatever his name is, was all like, and it was edited on the iPhone. That's when I was like, I want it. (laughs) Now we're getting along here. Well, and the low lighting on that was just amazing. Mm. Like, holy cow. Mm. You can't, you can't take an XLR or XLR, a DSLR to, to make some of those shots sometimes. Like, it takes an amazing camera to go through and do that. Yeah. And just to have that done with with an iPhone? Yeah. Or really, sweet. And the, the, the lens is how it has the different MMs. Yeah. <laughs> no, in each each and every lens has its own function. And Zoner's just looking at us like, you you freaking little, little Apple uh, <laughs> oboes over there. No, I, I'm just thinking, and the beauty part is... You can also shave with them because they look like an Orelco razor. Everyone's going to cover it with a case anyways. So, like, you know, who, I, who cares? What I mean, you're like. still going to see it through the case, though. That's true. Well, that's true. But, no, actually, I keep thinking, you know, the, the night vision camera and a lot of these this functionality, Samsung's already got. My S10 has the night vision. But this is the Apple. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Apple, this is when Apple thinks of it, star, right? when Apple does it, they're the first to do it, period. <laughs> they really are. I forgot that's how that's how all innovation is now. If if Apple doesn't do it, then it hasn't been done before. It's never existed. Yeah. Just like 5G, <laughs> it doesn't exist because it's not built into the new iPhone yet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean... It is pretty slick. You know, I was talking with my, with my, one of my kids the other night. I can't remember if it was my daughter or my son. And they were talking about the new iPhones and saying, you know, oh, well, my friends were talking about this. And I think it was my daughter. She was saying how her friend was making fun of her because she has a Galaxy S8. But he's got a Galaxy S7. With a shattered screen. And so she's like, I don't know what the what the deal is, but I guess he's getting the new iPhone. He's going to be buying the new iPhone. I would make fun of her too. Because he's, you know, he's at the point where he can afford the $700 phone. And so that's what he's going to be getting for his next phone. And so he's he was talking, you know, all the smack saying, you know, the new iPhone is awesome and that's what I'm getting. And Is this your high got- school daughter or the one that's getting married? My high school daughter. And he has money to buy himself this Is phone. he uh, selling? Or his what's, parents have the money. Something? Does he have which a, is probably a the side case. deal with selling gummy bears? Oh, yeah. <laughs> special gummy bears? Only green gummy bears. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would use to sell she those kind of gummy bears. She was saying that he, 
he was just like ripping on it. And she said, I don't understand. You know, he, he is a Samsung user. Why would he even switch over? And I had to explain to her, well, you know, the iPhone users like their iPhones and they make a good product for a certain demographic. And I, I was trying to not like disparage the iPhone to my child, but it was difficult. I succeeded, but it was difficult. I'll say for me, iPhones, like I know there are great other phones out there. Like there are some great galaxies and, and other things that I don't know the name of, but um, for me, iPhone, it's just comfortable. It's just what I know. And I'm just like too chicken to venture out. <laughs> that That's and all. That's okay. Well, it's not that I think it's like well, the thing the is, superior. It's just, it's just what I know. And I like it. Well, and sure. Android phones are more customizable. And that totally, was actually totally what I told that. her. I, that's the big selling point for me. But for a lot of standard users who aren't, you know, big power users, that can often be a big issue because then they don't know how their phone is working when things just randomly go awry. Yeah, you can get or lost. you install some weird APK and now your phone is acting all wonky, just like if you were to jailbreak an iPhone, right? Yeah. You know, it it just leads to all these different issues while iPhones don't really have that many issues just standalone. They just work. They it's, function. It's like, it's like the galaxies and those phones are the wild West and they're out there trying new things, but you can also like get malaria and die and like shot up at a saloon. <laughs> and iPhones are like, we're here civilized in the North, you know? Oh, that's not a Northern accent, but you know what I mean? Where it's like the tried and true. <laughs> here in the North. Yes. That is exactly we sound like we're from the South. <laughs> oh my gosh. Androids are wild West and iPhones are the, the educated individuals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cause Yankees talk like this. <laughs> Well, here in Savannah. Are you saying that the iPhone is a southern plantation owner? I could, I'm not going there. Because I I think that you just uh, brought all sorts of slavery and racism into the mix that you probably didn't want to. Oh, I'm not dear. going there. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Androids and all those phones are the Wild West. iPhones are like like uh, New York City in 1880. <laughs> Established, kind of crazy at times, but a pretty well-oiled machine and adapting concepts that are working in the West. That works. There we go. <laughs> I like that analogy. <laughs> Just went in such a weird way. Yeah. Savannah. Before, before we get too far, that's the end of our show. So thank you for listening. Thanks for having me. Appreciate if uh, if you'd like to uh, chat with us, give us your feedback. Hit us up at feedback at StolenDroids.com. You can also find us on the social medias, pretty much at StolenDroids everywhere. Yeah, Facebook. Leave us a review. Love them. Them reviews. Any way you can give it to us. So shove them straight up in your pod holes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Did you say pothole? Yeah, like your your ears. They're like pot. You listen to podcasts, so you listen to it through your potholes. Okay, we have a new <laughs> anatomical term. Wow, it's a beautiful wow. thing. Let's just eject. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys on our next episode of the Stolen Joints Podcast. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.